Reddit says it's because the world hates him for being a terrible person and he doesn't deserve hair. Reddit said that? Reddit said that. Reddit is kind of a breeding ground for some pretty crazy stuff. Caillou does not have alopecia, an autoimmune disease that causes hair loss, according to WebMD. Where are we right now? Morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is by you. Welcome back to the Underqualified Knuckleheads Sports Podcast, Ball State's premier sports podcast. I'm your host, Andy Newman. This was not the fourth time that I tried to do this, and I'm sitting next to the manual, the manual, the Daniel, the wear-bearding man-hand, I don't know, the co-host of the show, Daniel Keen. I'm I'm off my rocker today. How are you doing? I don't know, man. Yeah. Fourth time was the charm, which it was. I would just like everyone to know on our podcast Whatever. that Andy, like when I do the intro, Andy never lets me do it again. I have to what ride you, I have to I ride know. or die with my failures. Well, I, well, I have and, access and, to and the Andy buttons. Andy has access to the buttons. So I can do what I want. So he gets to do it four times in a row. Correct. Which I just wanted everybody to know that it took him a fourth try. It did. However, I would have been fine with pretty much any of the tries before that. It, yeah, it would have been okay. Yeah, um, you got you if you are uh, if you aren't following us on Instagram or watching the live right now, you got to watch all of all yeah. four of those tries behind and the scenes content. You got to hear some jokes we were making about King Charles, which yes. we won't put on the show because probably you know, not. We're family friendly. Well, are we? Are we? We we are family censored. But I not think friendly. I think you could watch our like you could listen to our podcast if you had kids in the car. Yes, I would say so. I mean, we do bleep things that we find unsavory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say that all of our subject matter is always like a cocamelon kind of beat. You know, do should we be cocamelon? I don't think so. That's why I'm saying I don't know I don't if I want to be cocamelon. I, I mean, you know what? Can Pixar we, still has some adult about jokes. Caillou for a minute. Okay. The, why was the, he bald? I, he's also Canadian. He's Canadian. Yes. No way. Did you know that he's a I bald didn't. Canadian four-year-old? I didn't. I'm pretty know, sure. I didn't know the. Did four- you know Elmo's three and a half? He's not three and a half now. He's like thirty-five. No, he's three and a half. He's thirty. He, he celebrates his three and a half birthday every year. He's only three and a half. So they're just lying to children. Yeah. So, I thought. I thought he has a dad. You know he had a, he, no, Elmo has a dad. What's Elmo's dad's name? I, like Louie? <laughs> yeah, like, or something like Wait, that. Like he was on he was on TV and Elmo's dad sat there while Louis. he was brutally assaulted by uh David uh Larry David. What's up with that? Oh my god, and Louie's got a goatee. Louie just let Elmo get beat up by Larry David. Who's on Larry National, David? Uh, the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm, he created <laughs> Seinfeld. He he was on. Elmo was talking about his tweet where he asked everyone if they were okay to check in. Mm-hmm. You saw that that went viral or no? No, I didn't. So Elmo, the Elmo account on Twitter or X or whatever, tweeted out like just checking in to see how everyone's doing, and everyone replied to Elmo like we're not doing well, Elmo. And Elmo was like, oh, and the the guy who ran the uh, Twitter account or whatever. So I think like Good Morning America or the, oh no, the Today Show, the Today Show brought on Elmo and his father to talk about the tweet, and Larry David was also there to talk about his last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Larry David went up and just started punching Elmo in the face. On gave live the television? Claw. Gave me the Iron Claw, yeah. On, uh, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. I we had, my gr- my mom's parents lived in France for a little while, yes. and they had this Elmo doll that said, ooh la la, that tickles in French. Ooh la la. Gave me nightmares. Ooh la la. It, ooh la la! 
You know that that was it. That was it. Ooh that, la la. It was like ooh la la. <laughs> I was like, what? It was it, honestly. Hell no. It, it was one of the scariest times of my I'm life. I'm gonna find out why Caillou. How do you even? We should spell intro Caillou. the podcast in different accents sometimes. We have one season left. Why? That would be an odd thing to start right at the end. Might as well go off the rails. I mean, that might would as be, well go off the rails. That would be. We an, only have an insane. We off only the have rails. three more months of being fully underqualified. True. Let's I, let's, let's lean into mm, it. Hey. Imagine, um, like, pulling up Arnold Schwarzenegger at the beginning of the podcast, like, uh, good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is by you, I'll be back to the Knuckleheads part. Like, come on, that'd be awesome. I don't know what I just listened to. Why is Was that was that a good involved? sound off in the comments? Was that a good Arnold Schwarzenegger? Ah, uh, not really. Why is the Caillou that bald? That... Why is Caillou bald? Why is Caillou bald? Caillou was first conceived as a young baby who usually doesn't have a lot of hair. And then he just. When it comes time to age Caillou for situations more appropriate for two and a half to four year olds, the addition of hair would have made him unrecognizable. I. I okay. Don't, uh, so, I don't know. All right. Did, did he start? Was the beginning of the show as him as a child, like a baby? I I don't know. I I, I didn't watch Caillou. I wasn't a Caillou kid. I was a Paw Patrol kid. Uh, Reddit says it's because the world hates him for being a terrible person and he doesn't deserve hair. Reddit said that? Reddit said that. Reddit is kind of a breeding ground for some pretty crazy stuff. Caillou does not have alopecia, an autoimmune disease that causes hair loss, according to WebMD. Where are we right now? I don't know. You asked why he didn't have hair. Well, yeah, but it's it was- It's just a big graphic that says Caillou doesn't have cancer. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> No, because there was a thing for yes, a while that because he didn't have hair- You know what? That would have like actually, a... actually been a nice touch. Yeah. If, if you just like, you know what? Representation. Alopecia. Why didn't we do that? This is this is bad. What do you mean? This five minutes. Is, it, this I is, think I think it's I think it's necessary. I think it's fine. I think I it's mean, Larry David and Elmo. Well, brawl. I was telling Catherine that she she does not listen to sports at all. Oh, of course, which is the, totally fine. Listen to the first, and I told 10. her just listen to the first ten minutes of every We're podcast. We're talking about nothing. Sometimes we talk about our underwear. Sometimes we talk about Culver's. Sometimes Man, we talk about Caillou. Terry and Susie really want us to submit oh my this gosh. for ISB. So yeah, so there is Terry and Susie no are, are two of our advisors, yes. and they they wanted us to they. Well, Terry walked up to me and goes, "Hey, you thought about submitting your and Andy's podcast for awards?" And I was like, "Oh, ha, ha, ha. No. Like, I thought he was joking." They're being, and I was like, they, "They need." I was like, "You've listened to it, right?" Like, like I would, I would totally be fine. I would. This. I'm just saying we're not going to win anything. I'm just saying unless you're looking for like an entertainment podcast, it's like a lot of it's based on like sound mixing and like different things that are involved with it as well. And we have none of that. We have the beginning and we have the end. Wait, are we talking about like the production? Yes, there's like a lot of production values that have to go into it, How and much? like interviews and such. That We've, we well, honestly, we we, could, we haven't done any. Where have the guests been this season? I've tried to get guests on. Have you really? Yeah, they don't. Get well, them. you know what? I'll I'll extend invitations next week. Let's next get. week we'll have a guest. Whoa, next week. Next week we're gonna have a guest. Who? Jake Dickman. Sure. Is that the freshman in Newsland? The, the, the long curly hair. Yeah. Yes. Why don't we get Alex Almanza on? Here? Well, ooh. Does he watch sports? No. That's perfect. Exactly. Um, but Almanza, I mean, we'll be famous. We had Ben on our show. Like, yes. come on. We did have Ben on I our love, show. We I talked love, about wars. I love yes. Ben, but he was not equipped he, to be talking to No. Sports. I mean, we've had some, we definitely had some interesting characters on the show. I, I, I will agree. I think we've had some very serious sports episodes. And we we've have. had some very. Not, we've fun, had some episodes uh, where we talk about Caillou. Honestly, and I'm, I'm telling you, like, this is my, this is, it's Friday. It's Friday at noon. You know, I got another podcast to do after this. How do you I'm, spell Caillou? 
What? How do you think you spell Caillou? C A I O U E? Well, I actually know that you were right. C A I O U E? No. C A I L L O U. Why is there an L? There's like, it's like. Kalu? It's like, it's like that, yeah. It's Kalu. Kailu. Okay. I don't know. Um. Kailo. I don't know, dude. Dude, I don't. Don't ask me. Some I don't very, know. Some very Hingle McCringleberry energy. I enjoyed what? You mean you know that Key and Peel sketch? Hingle McCringleberry? Uh I know Key and Peel, don't know the sketch. They have like this sketch where all of the football players are or maybe no, it's the it's the one where he's doing the double pump and then he gets ejected from the game from celebrating too oh, much. Yes. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. That guy's name is Hingle McCringleberry. Oh, uh, yeah. interesting. And speaking Aaron. of Speaking of Key and Key Peele, and Peele, Michael yes. Key hosted the NFL Honors this weekend, and now we're in the show. And now did, we're right in the thick of it. He did fantastic. And he by did the way, fantastic. That, that opening monologue was fun. That monologue was great. Nobody yep. was safe, including the Carolina Panthers. And, but and, honestly, and also including the Detroit Lions, even though he's a fan. The Lions, he, the Aaron Rodgers, the yep. Cowboys, everybody yep. was catching strays. Everybody. He was coming for blood. Pukunakua. Pukunakua. <laughs> Just scream. Who was robbed? Who's robbed? We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. Yes. We'll talk about it. I don't know. But, yeah, no, I was actually kind of low-key forgot that the NFL honors are even going on. I was I, like, that's usually appointment viewing for me. It usually is. Appointment viewing? Yes. Like you set an appointment to view it? No, it's like that's what it's called. Like if it's there's like a, a time that it's set, like I will go oh. and like sit, make sure that I sit down and watch it because it's at a certain time. That's like when shows are at like 8, 7 central, you know, appointment viewing. No? Yes? No? What are you oh. cooking? What are you cooking right now? I'm just typing. Okay. Well, I'm just saying I I usually do sit down and watch that pretty regularly um, and enjoy the show, uh, but I only kind of watched a lot of it. Uh, I went to Applebee's and watched it a far away on a TV and then also kind of looked at Twitter. Uh, but there were a lot of surprises. I know that we had kind of talked about our predictions on it um, in our previous previous podcasts. We were pretty and wrong. We I would say that. I was generally correct on some things, but very wrong on one or two. Very wrong on one or two. <laughs> yeah. So let's just deep dive into it. Yes. You know, starting with the headline, MVP yeah. goes to Lamar Jackson for the second time in his career. Guy has more MVPs than Lombardi trophies, and it will probably stay like that. Cause... And has more MVPs than Mahomes. Really? I thought Mahomes Yes, Mahomes only has one. Well, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I think. Well, I think what happened is Mahomes like set himself – so like he did so well in his first couple seasons that it yeah. like to beat that it do, like anytime he doesn't beat what he did in his first like two three seasons well even if he had a solid year this year I think he would have been he would have gotten it it's just that he did not have that great of a regular season um also just, this is the year that we learned that he just like oh shoot I'm so wrong everything I'm so wrong Mahomes has two MVPs he won last year Really? Oh, no, two years ago. No, no Aaron Rodgers won it last year. No. Yeah, I'm almost certain Aaron no. Rodgers did. Let me pull this up. Let me do some typing. No. Mahomes won it last year. Mahomes won it last year because, yes. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He won it in 2022. That's what Wikipedia says. Okay, well, then when did Aaron Rodgers win it? 2021. Yes. He won it in back-to-back years, too. That was crazy. Yes. Uh yes, he did do that. What's the most random MVP you know? Uh, Steve McNair. It's a pretty good one. No, no, it's not bad. Steve, because he won co MVPs with Peyton Manning. Boomer Esiason won it. 
I didn't yes. think that was possible. Yes, and he also went to the Super Bowl. He's actually not bad. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Back to back to the MVP. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson won MVP. I mean, whatever, he deserved it, but Christian McCaffrey deserved it. If, if it's just going to be a quarterback of the year award, make it a quarterback of the year award and put the MVP up for somebody who actually – contributes the most to the I team. don't know I think I think he deserved it this year no because here's how you de- here's how I here's how I look I mean I think he de- I don't think he didn't deserve it okay but I think other players deserve it more for example you take Patrick Mahomes out of that Chiefs team and they are not in the Super Bowl right now true if you take Christian McCaffrey out of that 49ers team they are probably not in the Super Bowl right now agreed if you take um if you take Lamar off of that Ravens team, if you took Tyreek off the Dolphins team, I mean they yeah. still floundered in the playoffs, but they wouldn't be as good. They wouldn't at all. be yeah. as good. So MVP is not who's got the best stats, who did the like, who had the good plays, who's like whatever it's the most with the valuable team. player, the, the most valuable player you, to the team. It's how you determine what that is. I mean, and in the same way, like TJ Watt. I mean, we'll talk about his defensive player of the year snub in a minute here, but TJ Watt. Was so integral to that Steelers yeah. defense that when when he gets injured and he comes off that Steelers defense, it is a different team. I I would just have to contend that with saying that we have talked about this. I think on this show before. I think that a lot of people talk about this all the time as well. Is the difference between most valuable player and best player is is, is there's a difference. I mean, I think that they sometimes go hand-in-hand. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. If you're really, really good, you're probably really, really valuable. But, like, a a team that has a lot of superstars, like the 49ers, I wouldn't say that McCaffrey is as valuable as, I don't know, as a Mahomes is to the Chiefs. Because Mahomes to the Chiefs, literally not winning any games, I don't think. Like maybe they'll be, they may not even make the playoffs without. Well, then Mahomes. with that same logic, Lamar Jackson is totally not the MVP. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I think it, Lamar Jackson is part of the reason why they not, didn't win in the playoffs. I don't think that the MVP is off of the. Fa- it, I don't think the MVP follows what it is anymore. Like brass tacks, it should be most valuable player, but that's not really what it is. It's just the best player of the year award. So I wouldn't even look at what it actually is being called and just go with what they use it as and it's just best player of the year and that's and I think that was Lamar this year I think Lamar had a great year um and I don't know I think that CMC if you're if you're in a different position other than quarterback you need to really really do have a great season like that AP season back in what was that 08 like the year that AP won the uh and that may have actually been a little later but either way the, I mean, you have to have a fantastic season to beat out a quarterback for that award, and I don't, I don't think that CMC had enough of a good season in order to do, in order to do that. I don't know. You clearly you disagree. I don't know. It's whatever. I mean, I don't. I don't totally. 2012. Mean. Dang it. Yes. Close that. I kind of knew what you were talking about, though. Yeah, so we're good. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Move on. I don't care. Christian McCaffrey rightly wins the Offensive Player of the Year award. I don't think there was anybody as dominant. I mean, the only other person I could say was maybe Tyreek Tyree. Hill, but he did miss time. Yes, that was if Tyreek would have played the rest of the Didn't year. Didn't McCaffrey also miss time? He did. But, McCaffrey missed a little bit, but Tyreek missed a little bit more down the stretch. Mm-hmm. That was kind of important. And I think McCaffrey is was absolutely integral in their run to the Super Bowl. And yeah, I know, no, of and course. I know the, I know they vote before the end of the year or before the playoffs or whatever, but he still is whatever. I had no qualms about Christian McCaffrey. He's yeah. good. I, I think, think Carolina that, let him go is crazy. I think that's – I mean, well, I don't know if they could pay him anymore, honestly. But, you know, I think that 
that that that's fine. Um, I really again always thought that Tyreek had really a, um, one of the better seasons, but again he kind of fell out towards the end of the year, and that's not a knock on him. He still had a fantastic majority of the season, but I think the CMC definitely did earn that award. Yeah, All right, for sure. Defensive player of the year, where it gets a little hairy again. Um, I honestly think that this was Miles Garrett's least likely year to win the defensive player of the year. I mean, I don't really know if there was another player that was who who were all the nominees for this one. Uh if you look. if you go back and look, I think Miles Garrett was definitely I think the runaway favorite for it. Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Parsons, and Duran Bland. Duran Bland did not deserve it. I don't mm. know what Micah Parsons did this year whatsoever. He's just been a really good player. Yeah. I just I think that I think that, I don't know if there was a whole a lot of stand out. Oh, and TJ Watt, sorry. Eh, TJ got hurt. I mean, that was another thing. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so even though TJ got hurt and played less is, games than Miles Garrett, let me read yeah. off some stats for you. Total tackles, TJ Watt wins uh, with 48 to 33. Total tackle assists, TJ Watt wins with 20 to 9. Sacks, TJ Watt had 19. Miles Garrett had 14. Passes defended, TJ Watt had 8. Miles Garrett had 3. Interceptions, TJ Watt had 1. Miles Garrett had 0. Fumbles recovered, TJ Watt had 3. Miles Garrett had 1. Forced fumbles, they both had four. I'll give you that. One touchdown for TJ Watt, none for Miles Garrett. Um, other stuff, oh, actually, sorry. Miles Garrett did not play as many games. He only played 16. TJ Watt played 17. Let's talk about that for Wait, a minute. Wait, I thought TJ was out for a little bit. No? Uh, he played in the game okay. and then went out. I think it was the last game of the season, right? That's Yeah, actually, yes, because they, he wasn't in the playoff game. Yep. Correct. Um, Beats him in fantasy points, beats him in snaps, beat him in points per snaps, beats him in pretty much every statistical category except for uh, fumbles recovered, which they both had four. Now, I'm not saying it's just a sacks parade or just a stats parade. I still believe that TJ Watt was more integral to the Steelers than Miles Garrett was to the Browns. Yeah. Well, I think a, a big thing is that a lot of the time this these kind of awards – are given to players that are on good teams and teams that succeed well or do well, teams that succeed. And I think that Miles Garrett was on obviously on the Cleveland Browns, and that team had a better overall defense the whole year than T.J. Watt did. And I think that that kind of that kind of bias really does seep into some of these decisions that are made. And I think I can see that with the stats that you just laid out. I mean, it kind of does sound like T.J. Watt deserved this award a little bit more. Um. I, but I wouldn't say that anyone really had a standout year where like there was one definitive yes, in my opinion, for this award. I mean, can 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 you think of other than did Miles Garrett have that fantastic of a year? Did T.J. Watt have that fantastic of a year? I mean, T.J. Watt's year was really it was good. good. It was good, sacks. very good. Yeah, I don't know. I just there usually there's a lot of talk about one individual or one person doing very very well, and I would just kind of say that this was kind of just like a eh, he was really good on a really good team. Let's go with him. You know what I mean? Okay. No? No. No. I mean, yeah, the Browns were the NFL's number one defense. Yes. But that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like that bias kind of seeps into who they pick for individual awards sometimes, too. <sighs> a little bit. It's team bias also seeps in. Yeah. Moving on, Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud. But no one, I'm not shocked by this whatsoever. I was hoping that there would be a co-Offensive player of the, offensive Rookie of the Year award for Pukunakua, who I think also rightly deserved this award as well. That clearly did not happen. You also have to take into account a little bit with this. Like, C.J. Stroud was the number two overall pick. 
Yeah. It wasn't. It's not like. Yeah. So and we'll we'll get to it in a second. But Willie Anderson was number three or number. Correct. Three. Number still, three. Yeah. Uh-huh. So two and three, they won the offensive and defensive player of the years. That's great. But that was the expectation. If you're Correct. drafted in the top five, you should be a candidate for rookie of the year on either side of the ball. However, Puka Nakua, later yeah. round draft pick, no one really knew him, bursts onto the scene and and d- he broke the record for rookie receiving yards. Right. Yes, I do. So, believe, yes, like did. that yeah. is much like that is more impactful to me than a good quarterback that you drafted second overall. Now, I don't think that where you get picked in the draft should be a, a determining factor on whether or not you deserve an offensive rookie of the year award. I mean, if you, play, I think, if I think play how well, much, you play well. How much doubt there was on your abilities? I don't know if that should play a factor. If we redraft the NFL draft right now. Whoever need like I don't remember what who was the f- first wide receiver taken. Uh, it was I think like Quentin Johnston. It was like later, or um, I think it was Quentin Johnston. It Whatever. was uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba oh, by the Seahawks. Yeah, okay, with the number twenty pick. Yeah. It so was not late. only if you're the Seahawks at the twenty pick, are you not taking Smith and Jigba, and you're taking Puka Nakua? Correct. Anybody in the nineteen picks before that is at least considering taking him. Yeah. I also, don't know. I mean, also. Yeah. Quarterback was Matt Stafford. Just saying. What do you mean? Oh well, yeah. I, Matt Stafford has been the quarterback for Calvin Johnson and Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, all breaking NFL records in receivings. Hey, just saying. Defensive Player of the Year, Will Anderson. I mean, he didn't actually have that great of a year. I mean, but I wouldn't say that again. There was not a whole lot of standout players on defense yes, this year. Weren't a lot like. of standout players on defense. Uh, seven tackles. 10 tackles for loss, 22 QB hits. I mean, seven sacks. Um, what did I say? Seven tackles. Sorry. Seven sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 22 QB hits. Like, not – I mean, it's good. It's very yeah. good for a rookie. And especially yeah. because there were there were some question marks about Anderson. About Will, yep. Um, so, it's good. It's solid. But I just think it was kind of a lower year for defensive rookies. Coach of the year. And now, this, I'm sure you're going to have some thoughts on this stupid. one. stupid. Yeah. I saw the voting, too. It the voting like, breakdown for some of these is actually kind of It was of like crazy. a one-point difference between I don't like, D'Amico Ryans and Kevin Stefanski. I don't like how any of this stuff works. Hold up, though. I think this is dumb. Kevin Stefanski got everything he wanted. Yeah. Like, D'Amico yeah. Ryans had the number two and number three overall pick. Both of them were very well set up for success. I think the argument for Dan Campbell is not just turning around a team and taking them to an NFC Championship game, but... Turning around the culture and how people view the team. Yeah, I know that the Houston Texans were a dumpster fire for for a hot minute there. But before that, they were competing in the AFC. I mean, Mm -hmm. J.J. Watt, they were competing. DeAndre Hopkins, they were competing in the AFC. They had, before, you know, his whole career hit the fan by being an absolute piece of you know, insert any expletive you want. Yeah. They had Deshaun Watson, who was competing for the MVP. Like, they weren't bad. They went through a couple-year rebuild. The Lions were kind of rebuilding for 20 years, and this this Motor City Dan Campbell comes in and not just turns around the team, turned around the culture, has changed the way that the Detroit Lions are perceived in the NFL. And I think that is completely understated in this Coach of the Year pick. I don't think that – I thought that it would be probably Dan or it would be D'Amico. And I, the fact that it was neither of them 
Like I don't get Kevin Stefanski here. Yeah. I don't get Kevin Stefanski here. There are two. There are three Browns that earned awards on this list that I would say probably don't. Yeah, deserve it or are not the most deserving individuals. And speaking in my of that, opinion. third Brown comeback player of the year. Yeah, he's old, but his heart didn't stop on the field. Correct. Huh? Joe Flacco wins comeback player of the year for like having a good time, signing with the Browns in late November, getting his first start, and became the first quarterback in NFL yeah. history to throw more than 250 yards and multiple touchdowns in his first five games with a new team. Over those five starts, he did lead the NFL with passing yards, but he also. Uh, let me pull it up. I don't uh, know. He uh, not only did he lead the NFL during that five-game stretch, though, he did throw eight interceptions in five games. His average QBR rating in those five—well, this is including the playoff loss—was forty-eight point two. I'm, 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 I'm always here for a hell of a story. No, I don't. But that is a that is that is a guy came in and was doing well in a team that was relatively built. I mean, yeah, not the end of the world. Whereas some of the other candidates for the award should probably deserve it more. Now here's now here's the thing. Okay, um, I don't know when the voting stops for these awards, though. Do you know when the voting stops for NFL Honors Awards? I think it's the end of the regular season. Correct. So that so that is the playoffs and how well the playoffs went don't really determine what how these awards go. They're all regular season based, which is again probably why Manning won five of them. Um MVPs. Not seen there here nor there. Um I just I think that the Joe Flacco story was really, really big during the regular season. And during that time when people were voting was big, so that's why people were thinking that Joe Flacco deserved it. But it kind of waned off a little bit. And especially with how Baker did in the playoffs, really should have propelled his story, yet it didn't go there because they were kind of sucking a little bit towards the end of the regular season. Yeah, and but also, I mean, I think the joke from – the joke from Michael Key was super funny. He said, uh, "I don't know a lot of guys who go to Florida and improve their yeah. reputation." <laughs> but like, and I think it's, I think it's really we're sweeping under the rug, and a lot of sports media and a lot of NFL teams are sweeping, or NFL fans or NFL spaces yeah. are sweeping under the rug that the that the Browns let a guy walk who just took another team to. Like I'm gonna be real, not that far from an MC championship game. If I'm if I'm Tampa Bay, I want I want Baker Mayfield as my quarterback for the for the future. Yeah. He's done very well in that system. Not only did the Browns let him walk and now he's doing well elsewhere, they signed a guy, spent two hundred and forty million on him, way too much money, almost all of it guaranteed, and, and took on yes, not on well, we'll talk about that, yeah. but and took on some of the most negative press in the world because this guy is actually a pretty horrible person. Not worth it. Not worth it. And then he gets injured, doesn't actually play, doesn't actually play well. Correct. Um, what are you looking at? I'm pulling up his stats as a Brown. It's bad. Deshaun Watson as a Brown has 14 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and 12 games with the Browns. 
81.7 passer rating. Not bad, not horrible, not the end of the world, but are you spending $240 million and letting your former number one overall pick walk for that? And then you had the whole shoulder thing this year where he wasn't really wasn't really there, didn't really know if he could play, was kind of like maybe just not, not playing through it type thing. Like, I just thought that was ugly all around. How, was Baker the number one overall pick? Number two, number one? No. No, no, he was top five, though. Sorry, not number one I overall don't, pick. I don't know if he was. No, because it was Miles Garrett. Yes. He was... Uh, I don't think that he... I'm not sure. No, he was the first Shut pick. up. Never I was mind. so right. You were. I was so I'm right. so right. I'm so wrong. I mean, not Miles right. Garrett was the number four overall pick. Sure. So I was actually maybe. Follow- I was following the Browns way too much that year. Yeah. Um, Either way, I'm just saying... That Baker Mayfield, okay, and by the way, I did find out when the voting for NFL NFL honors is, and it is the Wednesday after the end of the regular season. So playoffs don't factor into this whatsoever. And I think a lot of the stories. I don't know why they do that. Which is really dumb. I think a lot of what, I guess that gives everybody the same level playing field. But I feel like awards should be based on success, and if you don't have success, you don't give a chance to cement it in the when playoffs. When was the last time we had an award winner whose team didn't make the playoffs? It's a great question. Because um, the Steelers made the playoffs, right? Did y- the Steelers make the playoffs? Well, yeah. Yeah, they, they lost to the Bills. Yeah. Right. So, uh, when, keep talking. I'm just saying that, like, if, if I were to – if you were to vote on these at the end of the playoffs, I think that there would be a lot of different choices. Um, clearly, I don't think that Stefanski would have won uh, Coach of the Year. I think it would have been probably Dan Campbell. Um, I don't think that uh, Joe Flacco would have won Player of the Year or Comeback Player of the Year. It would have been Baker because Baker think, had a great regular. Um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I think D'Amico Risens is a great potential pick for Coach of the Year, but especially also Dan true. Campbell taking yeah. the Lions to the NFC also Championship true. game. Also, either one of those. I'm not. I'm, I know. I, I know. I harped on it during the podcast after that week, but yeah. this also comes back to the Cowboys game, and I'm going to pull up some feelings. If the Lions are playing the 49ers at home in that NFC Championship game, we probably don't lose. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. I don't know if that was a home thing, but whatever. Either Brad way. Brad Allen, boy. Either way. I don't know. I think there were a couple of these awards that would have been different if playoffs would have factored in. Um, but I think the big thing that I had said that it was an absolute guarantee, and a lot of people did and thought that as well, is that DeMar Hamlin would be comeback player of the year. Um, I, just, I, am, I am absolutely shocked that he did not win it. Um, I don't know how you can go from being dead on a field to coming back and playing football and not win this award. I know that we've talked about this on the show before as well, about the fact that there's a disparity between the fact that you could be either a person who is coming back from an extreme injury or you could be a person who is uh, just coming back from being terrible, essentially, or irrelevant, like a Geno Smith or a Joe Flacco. Um, but even like Alex Smith, Alex Smith had like the same thing as DeMar Hamlin, where he was hurt and like having a life-threatening injury and came back and played football. Alex Smith didn't play great when he came back. I mean, he, he was just kind of hobbling around there, but he played football. At the end of the day he recorded snaps on the field and he ended up winning the award because it was an inspiring story. I just think that it is absolutely asinine that he didn't win the war, the award and everyone was like, Oh, well he didn't do anything on the field. It doesn't matter. I mean, bro came back from death. I, I don't know how you beat that. You come back from being terrible 
and playing to play with the Browns and be kind of good for five weeks. I don't know. And then looking at the voting for AP Comeback Player of the Year, how they do it and how they like score this stuff is really kind of annoying to me looking at it actually. So how they do it is they do like a rank voting choice. So you give your first, your second, and your third choice, and then they they assign a numerical number to each first, second, and third place, and then add up all of those points. So uh, first place is five points, second place is three points, and third place is one point. Joe Flacco, without a doubt, received the most second place votes, and Demar Hamlin, without a doubt, received the most first place votes. But with how it all kind of works out, Joe Flacco still did receive 13 first place votes, while Demar Hamlin only received seven second place votes, and that somehow factored into the fact that Joe Flacco won over Demar. So Joe, all Joe did was get a bunch of second place votes and a couple first place, and that got him the award. I don't understand how why that is a thing. Why it's not just you pick the first place and that's it. I don't get it. I think that that system is stupid, in my opinion. The way that, that this is from Ian Rappaport, by the way. I don't know why they do it like that, but I think that's dumb. Thoughts? I don't disagree. I think just vote for who you think it should be. Not Correct. Like, why? To market the because most unless, first place votes. Because unless we're going to do a second and third place comeback player of the year. And we're not. Like, are we going to do a second most valuable player? No. No, we're not. So no. why are we voting on who should be second? Exactly. And I, I think that the fact that the second place voting factored so much into how he won. It's very electoral is, college-esque, and I don't like I don't, it. I don't even know. It's, it's, it's like ranked choice voting. That's yeah. kind of what it is. I don't really know. I don't know how that whole system works, but at least politics aside, at least how this works for who's number one, if you get a bunch of second place votes and that helps you, that's stupid. I think that is stupid to me. It's, it should be first place and that's all that should matter. It's like a presidential election where you don't vote for somebody because you don't like them, but by voting. Correct. It's like when, sure. people, when people write in on a presidential ballot, you're actually helping the person you don't want because- like You're not voting towards, for the other person. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, yeah. Either way, either way, it's. I think the system is stupid. Um, I mean, I just. I did. I never knew that that's how that worked. But I think that that's really dumb. Um, and Demar only lost by eleven points. I'm. I'm shocked that most people didn't vote at least him for second place. It was either first or third. And I think that was a lot of based on the fact that they didn't think that he was doing very well in the regular season. But a lot of people liked the story, so they voted for either first or didn't think he deserved it kind of thing. Baker only got 10, 10, and 13. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Again, w- those numbers would have been exponentially higher if the playoffs were considered in this as well. I don't know. I don't think that you can really make an award for someone if it's not based on their entire breadth of work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you don't include the portion of, like, the most important portion of the year into the factors that, that and it doesn't factor into these awards, like, they're stupid. Yeah. So that, that kind of honestly calls into question my entire legitimacy of the NFL honors and whether or not I think that they're worth it. Because, I mean, I, I appreciate the idea, but if you don't factor in the entire season, then it's, what are we doing? I don't know. That's just me. I don't know how other people do it or how other organizations do it, but I think that that's... Again, just DeMar Hamlin not winning that is just – it's really dumb for me. 
That's just me. Not totally wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think you're you're pretty accurate in feeling that way. Like, it's whatever. Yeah. However, we also have some other stuff to look forward to this weekend. Uh, the Super Bowl. It I, is, honestly, I totally forgot it was this weekend. Dude, hey, it's the biggest. It is awesome. It is the biggest annual sporting event in America. Um, and I think that that is an accurate statement because I, I, there's no other. Can you can you think of another annual sporting event that's bigger? I can't. Nope. Nope. Uh, and, and that's why annual, not Olympics or World Cup. So everybody chill. Uh, but everyone, everyone, I think a lot of people really do get excited for Super Bowl weekend. Uh, I think that this one is going to be maybe less exciting than previous. Um, I think that last because year because it's already happened. Last year was it's like when The Rock faced bad. John Cena at WrestleMania, and then like a week later they were like, "Yeah, we'll do it again. Run it back." Like, eh. I don't want to watch. I, mean, I just a want little, the 49ers a, to win. It's a little different uh, than how I guess it's been than it was last time. No Jimmy G. Uh, and now you have the inclusion of CMC and of and they're Brock not going to blow a twenty-one point lead. I hope they don't. <sighs> uh, yeah, but you know, I think that I think that this this game will be good. It'll be a good game. Um, <laughs> what what uh, Keenan Michael Key said in his <laughs> in his speech for the NFL Honors, the classic overdog story. Gotta love it. Uh, both of these teams are just the overdog <laughs> because there's no really underdog story. There's not like a like a, like a team that. All the country can get behind. Like this is the team that we really want to win. And there's been like a, a lot of that recently. I mean, I don't know about necessarily last year, but last year were the two best teams in the NFL by far. And everyone was like, "Oh, this is going to be great, great game." And no one really hated the Chiefs at that point at that moment yet. Um, people were still like, "Oh yeah, Mahomes only won one. He can win another one. Cool." Um, and then the year before that, it was the both teams were underdog stories. I mean, it was great. Um, you had your you had your Bengals and you had your uh, Rams. Uh, I do believe that was, yeah. And then the year before that, I mean, uh, it was the GOAT versus the mini GOAT. And then the year before that, it was the Chiefs' first time winning it against this team that we're playing again. So now, I mean, it seems like we've just kind of gotten oversaturated with how many times we've seen the Chiefs over and over again. How many teams, how many times we've seen the 49ers just well, as to a be franchise? Fair, to you know? be fair, it has been, it's been four years. But still, in, 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 the, in the scope of the Super Bowl, that is literally no time whatsoever. Like, it takes years for franchises to get back into the Super Bowl. So uh, for a team to get come to go into the Super Bowl and then come back within four years, I mean, it's that's too little time. I think for people not to be like, oh, again, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, before we do our predictions, I would just like to highlight this again. Here are all the teams that have not won a Super Bowl: the Jets. Yep. No, no, sorry. The Jets have won the one. Jets, sorry. No, I was about to say, the Jets have the, the definitely, Jets have won, definitely one. won one. The promise. The guarantee. Yeah, the Jets have won the one, guarantee. and it was 68. Like, what? Um, uh, Super Bowl three, baby. Yeah. Bills. Johnny, you failed. Vikings. Benga- Bengals. Why did Bengals? I almost say Bengals? Bengals. <laughs> uh, the Bengals are the cheerleaders. Yes. Really? Yes. I did not know that. It's called the Bengals. Uh, Falcons. Okay. Panthers. Yep. Probably will never win one. Chargers. St. Louis, well, St. Louis slash Phoenix slash Arizona Cardinals because okay. they did start in St. Yes. Louis. Um, Titans, Browns, Lions, Texans, Jags. So just all on the same page there. There are so many teams. That that is actually a lot more than I would have thought. <sighs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, and if so, if the Niners win, the Niners will go level with the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers for That's most six. Super Bowls ever won. Yep. And if the Chiefs win, the Chiefs will move from uh, tied with a bunch of teams, the Redskins, the Raiders, and the Broncos, 
to be tied with the Packers and the Giants for four Super Bowl wins. So that'll be fun. And it'll, three of those will be Mahomes. And one yep. of those is Super Bowl one. Yep. Right? So. The Chiefs won Super Bowl one, correct? I believe they did. Or was it the yeah. Packers? No, no, they won 1968. The AFC. Yeah, it was It was the first. It was called the AFL-NFL World yep. Championship. Um, all right. What are your predictions? Who's winning? What's the score? Oh, no, the Packers won. The first one? Yeah. Did they win the second one? They must have won the second one. There was a couple. No, because the NFL dominated for a while. Yes. I don't know. Um, we don't know our history, guys. I, I'm just a great question. Right. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. But you give me some of your predictions here. I think the 49ers are. They won Super win. Bowl four. Never mind. Okay, sorry. Yep, stand corrected. My bad. Um, I don't know, man. I think the Niners are gonna win. Just Why do you say that? Give, give me some in-depth analysis here. Okay, I love it because yeah. I was perusing ESPN this morning and it was like experts pick it. You're not an expert. You're not an expert. These are guys who've made their careers making bad picks. Like, I just want everyone to know that the term expert in the sports media industry is one of the loosely used terms of all time. It's like, no, nah, no. I was going <laughs> to say it's like PhD, but you have to do a lot to get a PhD. Um, Whoa, this is kind of crazy. This is just a random thing I just found. From 1985 to 1997, not a single AFC team won the Super Bowl. Nice. For 13 years, not a single AFC team won a Super Bowl. Who was the team that broke it? Denver Broncos. Huh, look at them go. Was that Shannon Sharp's Denver Broncos? That would be, uh, I do believe, that would, oh, yes, that would be, I yes, and John Elway. Ugh, I don't like John Elway. I don't know why. He, yeah, I'm not a big John. He Elway just rubs fan. me the wrong way. I remember, did you know that he didn't want to sign with the Colts? He yes. was like, he did like pull like an Eli Manning, but like the first ever Eli Manning, but with the Colts. So <coughs> L, did you just your Awala? Did you just Awala yourself down? Wrong pipe. Yep. Understood. <coughs> um, okay. Why the Niners? Because they. I like Brock Purdy. He's got a baby face. Christian McCaffrey is cool and he runs hard. Um... Their defense doesn't suck. I love Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is one of my favorite NFL players. Just have you have you seen his mic'd up videos? Uh uh-uh. uh. They're my favorite things. He's sitting on the he's sitting like you know how intense football guys are, like how crazy they get, like um when Ray Lewis would would come out with the with the Ravens, like intense football guys like that, especially guys on the defensive side of the ball. And you get clips of uh did I say Joey Bosa? I meant I think Nick I said Bosa. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. In whatever whatever way, it's Nick yeah, Bosa. Yeah, it's Nick yeah. Bosa. But he'll just be sitting on the sidelines, and he leans over to his teammate and just goes, I'm just trying to sack the quarterback, man. It's real hard. Mm-hmm. Or, like, then they, they get, like, clips of him in, like, in the huddle, and there's, like, a guy yelling about stuff, and he goes, yeah, what he said. Like, he's just the most, like, lackadaisical guy ever. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I like Kyle Shanahan, too. Um I don't know. I also just I'm really especially after the Chiefs Bills game, I have little respect for Patrick Mahomes. The way he handled that loss was ugly. And I, I really it really put a bad taste in my mouth. I still think he's a good guy. I still think that I think he's probably a nice guy. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad person. I just don't like rooting for a guy who whines like that. 
I mean, we've had really great players who've whined before. Tell me, Brady hasn't whined like that after. A game. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like that he has No, I'm not saying yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a bad player. Yeah. I'm saying he whines a lot and it rubs me the wrong way. Well, I mean, I guess I'm not Tom a Brady. Lot of people like Tom Brady, Brady whines a lot yeah. and he rubs me the wrong way. Well, yeah, I can understand that. Um, I don't know. I still have. I still have a problem with with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Do you um, have a least favorite player in NFL history? Brady. Okay. Least, and then Curtis Painter. He, just, he was the backup quarterback for the Colts. He was just oh. terrible. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, actually, no, no. Curtis Painter might not be that bad. He's kind of low-key. He's kind of a funny guy. <laughs> Least favorite. Vontez Burfecht is up there. Yeah. Um, like and him. so is uh, Kiko Alonso, right? Or whoever whoever's the dude that like like was the absolute jerk that tried to hurt people on the Dolphins. You mean anybody on the Saints roster? Yeah. <laughs> that also. Uh, Tracy Porter. Jerk. Hate him. Okay. I don't know. A good portion of that Patriots roster. How about that? All right, not who's winning the Moss. Super Bowl because we got to wrap it up here. Winning the Super Bowl, um, I think that I think I've said this a lot on the podcast, said it a lot on Fantasy Express. It's going to be the Chiefs. Um, I think that the Chiefs have the better team with more momentum at the moment. Maybe not the better team on paper, but I think that they have the better. Ro- not again, not the better roster. I think they have a better shot of winning this. They've been here before. They know what they're doing. Um, I think. The bright, the brights won't be too light. The lights won't be too bright for this team as well. They they finally kind of found their groove, and when they find their groove, and Patrick Mahomes finds his groove with this team, they're kind of unstoppable, um, in my opinion. Um, just Mahomes is just so good at what he does that I don't, there's not really a team that I can envision that's really going to stop them. If the 49ers really want to win, they got to play to the level of football that they should be playing at with the level of roster that they have. That paper needs to translate onto the field. And I just really have not seen that out of the 49ers in these past couple weeks with how kind of lackadaisical their starts have been and then having to come and play from behind against not fantastic teams. I like I wouldn't say that um, the Packers were that great of a team. I guess the Lions are pretty good, um, but they let the Lions just kind of drop a lot of points on them right at the beginning. I don't know if they're going to be able to dig themselves out of that hole if Mahomes is the one dropping that many points on them at the beginning there. I don't know. If, if the Niners want to play – and to win this game, they have to play the whole game. And I don't, I just don't see that happening for them. Um, and I think that Mahomes, again, has done it so many times, has the same general people with him, and has a better defense to back him up. Um, and Andy Reid will game plan the heck out of this one. So I think that the, the Chiefs will win in a pretty easy fashion. Um, you want to give predictions on score? No, because I'm always wrong. But give me a shot. Give us a shot. 45 to 32. Wow, that's a pretty high-scoring game. I have 31-20 Chiefs. Okay. And now, again, we may be completely wrong. Um, the guy who has picked it, predicted the last 16 Super Bowls wrong has predicted, predicted the Chiefs. So that bodes well in your favor. Thoughts? Sure. <laughs> you just don't care today, do you? No, I just don't really care about the Super Bowl. It is, like, which it's is disappointing. Hard. It's it, you, you you know you, you know, know if, you are depressed. You yes. know if the Lions were in the Super Bowl, I would oh, have been insufferable be. all week. Of course, I wouldn't have gotten anything done. Correct. Which in, in slight part, I I'm happy. I understand. I'm That's happy a, that I'm not feeling, consumed. You're feeling the same way I kind of felt right after the Colts lost. Like I was like, ah, whatever. I don't really care about the playoffs at the moment. I've kind of gotten back into it after watching, you know. But like those first couple games, I'm like, whatever. It's not the Colts, so I don't care. But. At the end of the day, it'll still be a fun time. Uh, what are your plans for Super Bowl Sunday? 
don't know. You don't know what I, are you gonna do? I, you don't know I, what you're gonna do? I might I might like watch it with some friends. I might go to a bar and okay. get some wings. I don't know. I'm doing uh, a party at Botswin, twenty five pizzas, hundred and fifty wings and two hundred and fifty six Parmesan bites, dominoes. And then hundred or fifty wings from uh Buffalo Wild Wings. That's fun. We're gonna we're gonna cook. Right. Well actually Domino's and Buffalo Wild Wings is gonna cook. Well, that sounds fun. You have fun with that. I will. And you guys have fun with your Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, have a happy you. Super Bowl, yeah, which thank should you be a national holiday. Yeah. Thank you for joining. The Monday after should be a national holiday. I agree. Uh, thank Either you for joining. Ooh, all of them. Like, like New Year's. Well, okay, but it's Super it's like, Bowl Sunday. Sunday's already kind of its own holiday. It, no, it's like New Year's. Make it like New Year's. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, continue. Well, New Year's Day, you always have off. Yeah, but both days should be off. The actual day. And then the actual, uh, yeah, which well, I guess you well, already but, have Sunday but off. But I'm going to be real. Most of the New Year's Eve party doesn't really start until like five or six. Like yeah, you could go to yeah, work yeah, yeah, and yeah. then come back and do I your... still think that both days should be recognized. Okay. Whatever. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Underqualified Knucklehead Sports Podcast, Ball State's premier sports podcast. Make sure to follow us on uh, our socials. socials, Instagram and Twitter. X. Um, X, X per Elon Stupidhead Musk. Yes. And X. tune into our live because it's fun watching yes. us talk. Is it? You fun? get behind the scenes content. If you really like us, you'd better be tuning in at 12 o'clock on Fridays. Yeah. All and right. next week, we may have Jake Dickman. We may have someone else. We may have no one. I've never met Jake Dickman. So. You'll meet him. All right. Maybe. We will see you next week. And you know what? As always, do good. Do <laughs> good.